Welcome everybody to Beyond the Thought Podcast, where we're talking about issues you're probably thinking about. My name is Z. My name is Lynette. And today we're having a really special episode. I'm going to be interviewing Lynette. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Uh, Lynette just finished off her one year of mat leave. Ellie Grace just celebrated her birthday last Yay. And so we thought it'd be a nice episode to just kind of go through some lessons learned, some experiences that she had, you know, just how was mat leave really? Oof, oof, you know? And it was my first ever. Your first mat leave, exactly. That's a very big difference. Your first mat leave. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people are like, oh, you're going on mat leave, you're going on holiday. And it's like, uh. Mm. So we want to get into that and just talk about it. Right. On you, Lynette. So let's start from the beginning. So you actually were to give birth in December. Yes. But everything came early. So how, mm-hmm. what happened there and how was that for you? Mm. So, okay. So I'll start from when I was put on bed rest. So mm-hmm. I, I went to my doctor um, two weeks prior to Ellie Grace being born. And I think I was like 35 weeks then. Uh, or 30, 34, 34 weeks or 33 weeks. And she, and she was like, oh, you're, every time I, ch- she checks my BP, she's like, oh, my blood pressure. Um, she's like, oh, it's fine. But that day it was relatively high. So I think it was like 140 over 90 or something like that. So it was pretty high. Um, and I didn't realize that like the minute they see something in your blood pressure when you're pregnant is like game over like they freak out so my doctor was kind of concerned so this was I was working from home um I decided oh, let me go get my 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 checkup she decided no that's it for work for you that's it you're you're done work she wrote me a note and she's like take it to your take it to your your manager that's it you're on bed rest for the rest of the time this is 33 weeks and I was like, whoa, okay, that's, uh, that, that was kind of like, took me aback a little bit. And I was like, oh, sure, no problem. I mean, I need the rest. So no problem. So she's like, okay, continue to, to monitor your um, blood pressure, but go to the Civic because uh, that's where I gave birth. That's where she was working. And now her office is right beside the Civic. And she's like, go to the Civic, go to the triage, let them check you up. Let them connect you to whatever they need to connect you with. Check your blood pressure. Check that the baby's fine. Okay. So I was like, sure. I went and it took forever. And I think that was the most annoying part. (laughs) I was just Mm -hmm. sitting there like, what's going on? So they took my blood. They took my blood pressure. They monitored the baby. um, Monitored everything was fine. But my blood pressure just kept on fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, from it kept going high sometimes it would come low it would dip a little bit it would go up um so that was that went on for about two hours and um then so you were you were on the machine for two hours straight for about an hour for about oh, wow. an hour but then with yes and then and then they checked my bp they would check um everything so they did blood work and they was like you know what you now you just gotta wait for the blood work to come uh-huh. Um, so they they came back and they're like, if we find protein in your blood, uh-huh. um, then your your blood pressure is just too high. Um, uh-huh. Then we either have to choose to put you on medication, and for the rest of the time, like my doctor just wanted to get me to at least thirty seven weeks, thirty eight weeks. Uh-huh. Um, so she's like, you know what, we're gonna probably gonna induce you. It's just a matter of when. So. I, I totally wasn't prepared for that. She was just like, you know what? Like, let's just monitor you. So they monitor me. They, and then they, the, um, the doctor, um, the resident doctor there was just like, you know what? Let's just put you on the medication. Um, they uh-huh. hesitated, but they were just like, let's just put you on the medication. And I was like, sure. So I got out of there, put me on the medication. I came home because I was on bed rest. And they're like, you know what? Come back. In. My, do- my doctor's like, come back in two weeks. Well, let's check it again. So I go in two weeks just to go and get 
my uh, my ultrasound because at that time I think that my my third ultrasound had had ended so this one was just ultrasound to kind of check up on me again mm-hmm. so I go in for a checkup an ultrasound checkup at, at the civic at the hospital um, and they the the lady checking me the radiologist I guess checking was just she she didn't really tell me anything i was just on the bed and she's like oh okay um the the babe she gave me the the how much she weighed uh-huh. and then she didn't say anything after that i was like oh is that normal for the 35 35 weeks oh because i didn't know i know nothing this is my first uh-huh. pregnancy is that okay is that normal for 35 weeks um that time this at this time i was 35 weeks said normal for a 35 weeks baby and she was just kind of like she didn't really answer my question she was just like oh you'll talk you'll talk to your doctor when you when you meet her and uh-huh. i was like oh but i mean this was tuesday this was yeah. tuesday uh, november 5th and she was just like you'll talk to your doctor and i was like no but i'm meeting my doctor on friday because she just uh-huh. assumed that my doctor was at, at the hospital and i was like no no i'm meeting my doctor on a friday and then she just kind of gave me a look. Oh boy! And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna step out and go check that everything kind of went through." And I was like, "What are you going to check? Everything is <laughs> like the machine that you using is like right here. Like, uh-huh. where are you going?" Um. So she kind of, I guess, she just didn't want me to be alarmed. Uh-huh. She went out. She she came back with a doctor. Uh-huh. Um. And she, the doctor is like, oh, I realized that you've already checked your blood and everything like that. You're on medication. Um, we want to do all of that again. And I was like, oh, Was Tony with you at this point? Um, no, Tony, at this point, Tony was, at that time, Tony was taking classes and doing work full time and all of that. So he was in, in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had class that day. So I told him, I texted him and I was like, you know what? They want to monitor me again. Um, when you're done when you're done class come over and pick me up uh-huh. and he was just like why <laughs> why are they bothering you again uh-huh. and I was like yeah I don't know um, just come by when you're done so the doctor's like okay we're gonna do all of that again it's just that the weight of the baby um, is is not where we want it to be uh-huh. um, so it was just like okay that, I mean I was calm the whole time but I was just like this is concerning yeah. Um, so they did the whole spiel, the whole thing again. Hooked me up to the machine, checked my 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 blood pressure, took blood work, all of that. So this is Tuesday. <laughs> See the the res- Tony finally arrives. The resident doctor, um, the student doctor, is there, and she's going around in circles as to what to do. She's just like, "Oh, we're just gonna wait for, for your doctor." going to contact her just to make sure that she just for her to give us a clear on stuff um but it looks like it's going to be an induction uh, but it could be another for another two weeks or three weeks whatever so i have like tony was already checked out she he was just like you know what this lady saying nothing you're probably (laughs) getting induced today and i was like what she just said two weeks blah 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 so thank god my actual doctor was on duty that day that night so she comes and she's like, oh, hi. Um, so she, she gives me the rundown. And she's like, you know what? I I think that we you sh- the baby should come out today. Mm. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Today? And she's like, yeah, it's better. She comes out to grow outside mm-hmm. than to be inside. And then you putting yourself at risk, putting the baby at risk. And then I was like, at that point, I was just like, you know what? Whatever is health is good for my baby is what I'm going to do um, right now. Because I knew that there, it would either it would eventually be an induction. I just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't know what that looked like at all. <laughs> so, see, right, right then and there, they put me in a room and they induced me. So they, it was the, it was a catheter. It was, it was a catheter. Mm-hmm. There's this, this long tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thing is so uncomfortable. Right <laughs> yes, yeah, so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. She she was just like either we give you medication to be to reduce, but just she checked me. I was already two centimeters mm-hmm. uh, dilated, so she was just like, okay, there's enough room to put 
um, put in the catheter for you to the for it, the the foley for it to be uh, for you to dilate a little bit more. So this is seven seven p.m. on Tuesday. The following mo- afternoon, she comes back and she's like, "Oh, um, did it fall out?" And I was like, "Huh? <laughs> it's supposed to it's fall It's supposed out. to fall out." She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "You didn't tug at it?" I was like. I don't know that you should tug at it. What do you mean? <laughs> so she literally goes in and plops it right out. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. What is this? So it was just like the most uncomfortable thing. Mm. Um, and I was just like, okay, I guess right away, like, you know, um, contractions came. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's the most painful thing I've ever experienced uh-huh. in my life. Mm. Um, so all that, five hours, six hours later, she, it was time to push. Time, and I pushed her out. Four pounds. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Out. Yeah, she um, she came on. It was such a scary um, experience, too, because I, I didn't but it was after the fact that Tony told me that like she had the cord around her neck for twice oh god so I was just like man like it's just like it's after the fact but I was like wow god is so faithful Mm -hmm. just to just to to come to this point to protect her yeah Um, so yeah that was um, the pregnancy induction uh, delivery story all in one um, oh my gosh spark notes of it (laughs) oh my gosh so stayed there for a bit (laughs) yeah Um, how long did you stay she she had to be she had to be in the in the NICU for a bit but not for very long then Mm -hmm. we brought her home yeah oh my gosh okay (laughs) so now you're home and real life has begun what was like the first night if I what was the first week like wow. do you even remember <laughs> let's talk about the first night oh my god <laughs> so we brought her home and literally like as we were leaving the hospital we we're like are these people trusting us to take home a child like what <laughs> we were so confused Oh. I think more. I think Tony was more distraught than I was. <laughs> was just like, I don't know what to do. Oh, oh gosh! People that came to see us at the hospital was like, Tony, are you okay? <laughs> you know. Um, but we got home and we were just like, wow! Like it was just like the surrealness of like you have another being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we, and to be very honest, in the first week we kept forgetting. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't crying that much then. <laughs> she wasn't crying that much, but like, um, like we also had to go through like because she came out a little early. She had jaundice, so yeah. we had to go and like check up on her. Like we, there was so much happening in that week, and thank God my mom came down to help, oh, which nice. was so such a blessing. Like so, but it was like the first snowfall, but we had to go back and forth. So that mm-hmm. week was such a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had to do so much but when we finally settled in is when we were like it kind of like dawned on us that we have a human being another individual that we have to take care of um it just the the three hours feeding Mm-hmm. for me man it was like i have to feed her every three hours like yeah. what yeah <laughs> Like, can she not sleep through the night? <laughs> I missed my sleep so much. Like, you know, it was so, like, the first month I I was, like, hallucinating. I think, I'm sure I was. <laughs> so, so sleep deprived. I didn't, like, we were both sleep deprived. Like, yeah. you know, she would cry. I would have to wake up. And like, like Chris said in one of our episodes, like, the shuffling out. Shuffling mm-hmm. back in, like obviously, like the he uh, Tony's also like waking up, waking up, and yeah. we had her in our room, yeah. in a bassinet. So whenever she cried, like he would wake up, I would wake up. So all of that, like I think, I was so sleep deprived, like I was putting cheese in our cabinet, in, <laughs> in, like in our fork and knife cabinet. Like, I would, I would realize that I was putting like the milk in where the glasses were. Like, oh my god, so, so tired. <laughs> 
tired. <laughs> Very much. And people kept on telling me, oh, it gets easier. And I was like, huh? When? I, I honestly did not believe anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoyed the fact that she was home and, like, gets to, like, be with her and all of that. But mm. at the same time, I'm so tired. And I was like, man. And at the very beginning, um, people, you, you know, people think that breastfeeding is just so simple and so mm-hmm. easy. And like, natural. And so natural. Like, I mean, whoever it was easy for, you know, to God be the glory. <laughs> but for me... <laughs> For me, for because she because she was smaller, mm-hmm. her latch wasn't wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had to get a lactation consultant who who had to show me because she's not gonna latch on herself. Like she has to, I have to physically like pop mm-hmm. my nipple into her mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even that was kind of was hard and it was painful for me. And she could she could only latch on my left breast mm-hmm. the right one she just was, was having and much, yeah it was just she was having a lot of trouble with it my nipple was too big for her mouth yeah. like it was just a lot so i think that was also that also like got to me because i didn't like i just felt bad i was like you know she needs to eat and she mm-hmm. wasn't taking formula mm-hmm. she didn't like formula at all she would get constipated constantly so that was also challenging because I knew I had to breastfeed. So mm-hmm. I had to now pump out of like the right breast and just like let her feed from the left. Mm-hmm. So that was challenging. So okay. I think the first three months at least, like, it took me like four months to get my head on my like relatively straight. Oh gosh. <laughs> took, yeah. And then the healing. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, like and you've like, gone it through go, it twice, so go. obviously you know what I'm talking about. But let's put four months into perspective, because sometimes when you just say four months, it doesn't seem that long. Yeah, four months is sixteen weeks. Okay, right? so imagine a whole summer. I was just trying to figure out <laughs> breastfeeding. Like that's that's so long. Like yeah, oh my goodness, I can't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was too. the first. That's the beginnings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you do all of this. Your body also is trying to heal itself as absolutely. well. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you get? And like, I had night sweats. Mm-hmm. I was just so about to ask honestly, that. <laughs> that blew my mind. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't get my head wrapped around it. So the, the first thing for me that really surprised me because I'm a new mom. I didn't know anything about anything mm-hmm. <laughs> really. so the first night after she came out I was like why am I sweating so much like is this room hot like what's going on and and then I was also my breast milk was just coming in so I was feeling fever and I was like why do I have a fever <laughs> so confused yeah I was like why do I have a fever why are these so they're, they're so hard and heavy like why? Why are they hot? <laughs> why are they hot? Like, why are they hot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. And then night sweats. I had. I still have night sweats. Mm-hmm. Even now. Like, mm-hmm. even a year after she's been out. I still have night sweats. But the first two, three weeks, I would sleep on a towel. Oh, wow. It was that bad. Like, I would be soaked up from head to toe and I was like wow this is very interesting um, and like I, later on obviously the, the people have said they have other symptoms and stuff mm-hmm. but men like my night sweats was they were major um, so that I wonder why you get night sweats because like, I've only had them for like two days and then that was it but like I know that it comes know. it happens I'm, I'm curious I'm actually going to go do research because man yeah that thing over. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So it was so ch- it was so weird to me because like I would just I would just try to stay on my side of the bed because like, I didn't want to roll over and then wet Tony. Tony, I took an ill. Even ill. He was so shocked. He was just like, "Why are you sweating so much?" And I was like, "I have no clue." Um, um, so I went when I went to my doctor. I told her. I was like, I'm sweating constantly. And she's like, Lynette, like, that's a lot of water that was in you. True. It has to come out somehow. 
like you're yeah. pee, you're, you're peeing some out but at the same time like you it has to come out some from somewhere like you're uh-huh. you're i guess your glands are the ones that it, it comes it's coming out of but yeah. i don't know uh, and i was like wow this is interesting and then just like the peeing and also after the induction just trying to learn how to pee on yourself you're like which way how what 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 muscle am i using again to oh am I pushing even just the trauma of you just pushing <laughs> to pee like really, really? <laughs> like what is that so anyways like i was like that was like i guess the the physical part of it mm-hmm. my just like my brain and trying to get my head wrapped around a new child um just getting a routine um mm-hmm. trying to take care of her trying to like i had never bathed the child before like at that small before mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. trying to figure out that and then i you know had all these plans of you know I, I, was it called gucci um had just had her baby so i was just like oh mommy dates and all of that mm-hmm. and then covid hit oh boy yeah, that's true yeah so that was i think another layer of challenge that i didn't anticipate at all like nobody anticipated obviously mm-hmm. but just having a like nobody like ever i, I don't say i think people can only tell you so much yeah you have to it, it, it's your experience everybody's experience is so different mm-hmm. covid hit and then at the very beginning nobody knew how it was nobody knew what it was nobody knew how it affected children nobody yeah like, there was it was so new to everybody everybody was just like i'm just gonna stay home yeah so that's yeah. what we did and that's what i did and that time i think tony had just started working from home as well so we were both home and you i literally felt like the walls were closing in on me mm. i was like i need to go somewhere i need to do something so we t- during that time we took a lot of walks mm-hmm. we took a lot because I was just like she needs to go out like get some air I need to get my head clear so that was very very hard like for my mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. it was so hard um, just because like one I was sleep deprived and then two it's just like you're inside constantly yeah. you can't really see anybody um, at all um, so that part was really hard. That yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they like. I mean, but even then, like, even if you ask for advice, like, nobody be able to tell you because COVID was new, oh, completely for sure. new, right? So it's like, and I remember reading an article how like COVID for new moms, like new moms had the worst mental health issues. Oh my gosh! During COVID time, just because you're cooped up inside with your baby, there's just the paranoia of if your yeah. baby. It. there's not enough research done on what how its impact on newborns or, yeah. or babies under one and just just all of that going through your head and then also having to just stay home and yeah. have the same people and like yeah you have your spouse that's working from home but they're not yeah. really yeah. there for you they're actually working yeah so i can imagine how all of that would would yeah. definitely um, it's, yeah it's really hard of impact yeah yeah, yeah. But so you guys got into a routine at least, like at some point. <laughs> at some point. Like, at some point. Out? At some point. Okay. At some point, like we've kind of figured out. Like, I, I think I think at the very beginning we were just like in survival mode. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, as long as she's alive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's just keep her alive. <laughs> Let's just keep her alive. You know, that's that's the first. Um, and then also I think one thing that was also challenging for me like just the feeding and what to feed her at what time like how to feed her and just like just the trial and error part and then really that's what it is it's just trial mm-hmm. and error like mm-hmm. yes you feed them like you know um, uh, what's it called the, the breast milk for like the first six months and then later on trying to figure out what kind what, what else to put put into her diet and I think the mommy group helped me so much mm-hmm, <laughs> that mm-hmm. we have like it helped me so much because like it really like these are moms who have been there before mm-hmm. um, so obviously like there are there are 
um, advices that that are not relevant to you, and that's fine. Like you can you can take you can thrash that, uh-huh. but the ones like I would ask questions about like, hey, what do I do here? Hey, she's constipated. Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> like what uh-huh. do I do? You uh-huh. know, um, and it's uh, it really was helpful just to kind of get get good perspectives on some of the things that people have gone through themselves and just know that you're not alone right um, that people like i know i've asked plenty of questions like you know she's not eating like is that a phase like mm-hmm. is that gonna pass so just just like that was really helpful and then just just kind of going with the flow i think i found that one keeping her alive and just also doing what works for your family doing what mm-hmm. works for you uh, and what works for your child and not so much what everybody is doing um, mm-hmm. I think one for me um, because she was smaller um, I was constantly thinking oh my goodness am I feeding her enough am mm-hmm. I um, you know giving her in like is she getting everything that she she needs from the breast milk that I'm giving her like you know all that coupled with everything like you go to the doctor and be like um she's not gaining weight as mm-hmm. much as she, and I'm like, what do you want me to do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's not like I'm they're starving my child mm-hmm. you know and she wasn't taking formula and every time I would go he would have a different formula for me to try mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, sir I've tried formula. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like the taste. She spits it up. She yeah. doesn't even take it. So that was really hard. That's re- I mean, still really hard for me because like she is a petite girl, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not that big. I, you yeah. know, I'm I'm my, her mother is not that big. Of You're a not person. big at all. You're actually quite small. So yeah, so like I'm yeah. not a big person. So it could be genetics. Like, uh-huh. So, like you have to factor that into it's not every child that's gonna be massive or like yeah. big or whatever like you know what I mean so I guess that really kind of it, it made me kind of feel bad about myself like mommy guilt uh-huh. kind of set in and I didn't realize how you know people would say throw like people throw around mommy guilt a lot uh-huh. and you don't realize that it's actually a thing until you yeah, have baby. it you know yeah. um, especially with the weight thing like I feel like mommies or people in general they'll just be like oh she's small and they don't even realize that yeah. that can play on your mind all that speaks a lot about what you're doing because she, yeah. she didn't do anything to grow bigger yeah she's a baby so yeah. it's all about okay am i feeding her enough is it my exactly. breast milk and then you internalize yeah. that the problem with you yeah as opposed yeah. to you know the baby just is the way she is you know that's it that's yeah. it right and i think i think for me i, I just it, that that was that was something that really really played on my emotions because i'm just like you know and i ha- had to keep on reminding myself that she's okay she's healthy like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. ever since she's been born she hasn't been sick ever thank god oh thank like, god you know what yeah. I mean? she hasn't ever i haven't ever had to go to go to like chio mm-hmm. to to check up on her i have never had to take her to the hospital because she's had a cold or whatever so thank god like you know just mm-hmm. focusing on the good focusing mm-hmm. yeah like changing my perspective instead of like oh she's small oh she's mm-hmm. small are you feeding her oh what's she eating is she not and, and you know and i guess and some people say without thinking that it's yeah. uh you know it's just talk right and, yeah. and 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 obviously like it shouldn't be something that really like gets to me but it's it's just one thing that you just like oh and like you said it's it, it's it, it flex on what you're doing uh-huh, um, uh-huh. so it makes you feel like oh my goodness like am I doing all that I can to make her eat or make her grow the way she's uh-huh. supposed to be growing but like uh-huh. I chose to just like ref- focus on the good she's healthy she is happy you know and and that's all really that matters and i'm trying my best doing my best doing the best that i can you know Uh um and even the doctor that i think the last time i went to see he's like oh i think it's genetics and then (laughs) four months later he's like what are you feeding are you feeding i'm like sir you just said that it's genetics last time like what do you want me to do Uh (laughs) so i think that part was also kind of um a big deal for me so i like I, I it's it's taught me to be sensitive 
Uh-huh. Um, especially towards other other children, other other parents, other moms. Uh-huh. You know, it's really taught me to be very sensitive about like what I say. Not so much walk on eggshells or or like not have real conversations, but just be sensitive because every mom is doing their best. Every parent uh-huh. is doing their best. Nobody that is a real mom, nobody that is a real dad wants the worst for their child like you know right. what I mean? or is right. going, to, going to intentionally not feed their child intentionally do bad for their child mm-hmm. so just being very sensitive towards that to be sensitive about that and not just you know blurting out everything that you think about off the top yeah. of your head yeah um, yeah so yeah you're right. You're right. It's so funny you say that because, so with this pregnancy, I'm actually I'm supposedly carrying small. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because so people that see me, they're like, "Whoa, you're actually looking really small." Mm. <laughs> Thinking I'm like, um, what does one say to that? Yeah, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. What makes you think? Oh, like, yeah. am I eating right? Am I exactly. eating okay? Am I taking my vitamins? Am I like you know? Exactly. Are you sleeping on the right side? Are you not? Oh my gosh! Yes. Parents like oh you know so I went to my doctor and I was like, doctor, is this baby growing? Because apparently I'm small and she's like, don't listen to what anybody's telling you. You're perfect. Right. Baby's yeah. growing the way it's a girl, you know. But like just even just comments like that and like you said, like you don't want to walk on eggshells, but it's not so much walking on eggshells and having superficial conversations. It's really just taking a pause. Yeah. And just being like, whatever it is that I'm about to say, is that is that is that helpful? That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it helpful? Yeah. Like, if it's helpful, or if it yeah. doesn't, like, what is saying? Oh, I'm. You're carrying small. What does that what mean? What does it add? Yeah, yeah. Add to any anybody's conversation, it's either yeah. I'm pregnant, like whether I'm big or small. Like, what That's is it? You know? yeah we have a long way to go i think i think we don't really think about some of the things that we say because we've just said it and it's become it's become jargon mm. but it's it'd be like we all need to check ourselves you know we all <laughs> need to be like hey like you know especially when you are like a mom and you realize that everybody is really doing their best mm-hmm, <laughs> you uh-huh. know what it be everybody wants the best for their child uh-huh. um, you know you, you know good parents they want the best for their child and wouldn't do anything that wouldn't that wouldn't um that wouldn't take into account their best interest yeah so just i think it's it's very it's very is very important for people to take into account and be sensitive to some of these things and just just know that really people are really just doing their best and yeah yeah Yeah. did you um so in terms of ellie grace's sleep like how did you did you do the controversial sleep training or did you just let her figure it out um first (laughs) So we're still no, figuring this out <laughs> at this very moment. Oh my god! And I think t- Z, you and I have had certain conversations, like several conversations, uh-huh. when it comes to early grades. Okay, so she at the very beginning, um, okay, she 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 like she was sleeping like baby. I mean, obviously, like you know, the three hours we we passed that, uh-huh. and then for uh, four months we it wasn't like sleep training but we 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 put her on a on a schedule especially for nighttime sleeps Uh so we um we did the trigger that like the 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 sleep routine like Uh we we start we started a sleep routine from four months you know Uh the bath the put on pajamas you know read a book sleep Uh kind of thing like we put we we've done that since four months so she is she is aware of what time it is to sleep. Although I think at the very beginning she was sleeping way later than she is now because obviously like she's playing more now she she's getting more tired so she's sleeping a lot earlier than she she used to. Mm-hmm. But the routine has always been there. But when in terms of the sleep training and letting her cry to sleep or going in and whatever, it's been a mixed bag mm-hmm. of, of things. So at the very beginning, we 
or I like I would go and feed her put her back to sleep and she and she was really good at that and I've, I've got a, a good tip from a mommy even before I got pregnant it's like feed them in the dark like do not turn on a light <laughs> because these children they will be up with you for two hours yep. so I've always fed her in the, in the dark um, and put her back to sleep and she was she's very she's very good with feeding putting her back to sleep she's very good at that but she I think in between once you feel like you have a handle on it it switches Uh, and I think that that for me is has been one of the biggest challenges in terms of sleep you think you got you got it like I think at six seven months she was sleeping really well like she hasn't really slept through the night uh for I think once she's only slept through the night like once or twice but even now she sleeps she she wakes up once and she wants to feed uh-huh. and she wants to nurse to we want she wants you to nurse her to sleep uh-huh. we've tried the crying it out we've tried the go in come out go in come out go in come out <laughs> that, that hasn't helped uh-huh. um, but lately lately she's been she's been better she's uh-huh. been better i think around 9 months she started realizing that we we put her down with her eyes you know she's 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 uh, tired but she's still awake so she can kind of soothe herself back to sleep uh-huh. um, or to soothe herself to sleep but in the middle of the night she is just like nope come get me yeah. and the latest thing that we have <laughs> she, the latest milestone she has hit is the standing up in crib uh-huh. my goodness <laughs> yesterday just yesterday <laughs> she she, just, she stood in her crib for almost an hour and a half. Wow, she's persistent. <laughs> and she would be like, nah, 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 and then stop crying, and then she'll just stand. And then I'll go in, try to put her back to sleep. No, she would stand up again. So today I put her in a sleep sack. Mm. I'm not confining my child. Anybody out there? What? <laughs> Mother has to sleep. <laughs> oh, so we're trying that for t- we're trying that now just to see um, because like she's at the point where she like she just stands and uh-huh. she, she looks as if she wants to like get over. And I'm like, sis, yeah. you are one sleep. Yeah. But I, I think like, yeah. the, sleep, the sleep has been a bit of a challenge. Um, uh-huh. But there are some good days. There are yeah. some good days where, I mean, it's better than sleeping three hours in between. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so she, she she goes down to sleep. Nowadays, around 7.38, she's down to sleep. And she sleeps all the way to like 3, 4. Nice. Before she wakes up, she'll wake up. Sometimes she will wake up and then soothe herself back to sleep. Uh, or she'll be like persistent just come get me and put me down again mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh it's been a mixed bag oh man i hear you i hear you i, I feel like sleep is one of those things where they just have to figure it out like yeah. at some point they'll figure it out you know yeah like I told you, I'm like Amaya's three, and she <laughs> she still randomly wakes up, you know. You're like, why? You're yeah. three years old. And, and the funny thing is, she can talk too. So it's like, oh, can right. you? You can't even ignore it because she'll just be like, "Daddy, <laughs> daddy." The other day she goes, "There's a monster." <laughs> <laughs> So quick, and he's like, "Where's the boss?" And he's like, "How she was sheepishly hiding behind her pillow." Wow, key monsters in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was like, "Abaya, go back to sleep." She goes, "Okay." <laughs> and she's like, "But can, can, can I go pee?" <laughs> oh my gosh! And so she'll randomly wake up, but like for the longest time, she was fine, and then all yeah. of a sudden, randomly in the middle of the night, like at three o'clock in the morning. And then she'll be up. We'll go, we'll put her back down. She'll be up for an hour, sing to herself, 
and then she called me, mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> and you're like, what? I was talking to Didi. It's like, why don't you just leave her alone? I'm like, I wish I could, but like our rooms share a wall, so oh, when she right. doesn't, we're all just like waiting for her to go back to sleep. But like this stuff. Yeah. But meanwhile, yeah. Azrael, the minute he figured out how to sleep, this yeah. kid would be out from like yeah. to like eight. Like so, this kid was sleeping thirteen hours. Yeah. Non-stop. Like I don't remember the last time Azrael woke up in the middle. Maybe he woke up. Maybe like I think last year. Like he woke up once because he had a nightmare. But that's that's fine. Like that's not like you have a problem with sleep. He had a nightmare. But since seven months up until Azrael was just always sleeping right through the night. Look so like that. you know, obviously so when Amaya came, I was like, What's wrong with this girl? Like why is she <laughs> why is she not sleeping? Like why is she sleeping? <laughs> you know? you know every that's the, that's the thing every child is so different yeah so like like it's so it's so hard to, to kind of like uh, my um one of uh, my cousins just had a baby oh. and you know she's just she's been asked so when does it people are saying it gets easier when does it get easier <laughs> and i'm like okay sis like every child is so different yeah you know, the, i've heard babies that have slept through the night from four months. Yeah, even day you know, one. I've heard babies yeah. that slept through the night from day one. That's it. Yeah. And there's there's some kids like my child, who is, <laughs> one, who is one, but still wants you to come and soothe her. Like you know, I mean, you can read all the articles. You can do everything that you, you know, you can read everything on the internet that mm-hmm. says anything like you know in the minute grace starts doing something i go to google and oh absolutely <laughs> like what what, what what milestone is it what exactly. what uh <laughs> what regression can, is it that's it you can do anything you can read all that you want by the mm-hmm. end of the day you have to do what works for you like you know yeah. what I mean? you have to do you have to do what works for you and the child because some whatever will help you both sleep because like last night she refused from three. Oh boy she refused to sleep yeah. so i ended up waking up tony i said my friend go figure this thing out yeah. he went he tried he tried tried 30 minutes he was in there she refused to go back down to sleep and like mm-hmm. He ended up just bringing her into our bed. Oh, absolutely. And I am an avid person against <laughs> child in the bed. I, for some reason, I can just, I just repel. Like, it, it's one of those things I'm just like, no. I, I, no. And so even the first time he attempted to bring her into the bed, I was like, Tony, no. You are taking her back. Oh my god, you're so funny. I always find that it's men that do that, and then the women are just like, "Oh, let her just come." But you're like the complete opposite because I'm just like, "She just come, let her just cuddle with us so we can sleep. Let's all sleep." Oh, go, no, no, no. Put her I back. Like, he came up to the door. I said, "My friend, put her, put her back, put oh. her back into the crib." He went there for 15 minutes, and then he's just like tired. Oh. <laughs> so she got into our bed and slept. <laughs> And that's how this girl. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's sleep. That's sleep for us. That's so funny. So, that's we are so at the, funny. the stage of daycare now. And, uh, yes. How was your oh. day taking her to daycare? How did you feel about that? Daycare. My goodness. So, two. I started back at work two weeks ago. Two uh-huh. weeks ago, Monday. And no, obviously, like honestly, like. The staying at home, working from home. I work for the government, so like this working from home made the transition very much easier than mm-hmm. than it would if I was going taking the bus to work or doing the commute to work. Mm-hmm. So I am appreciative of that. Thank God for that because I I got into a routine pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, with her t- with t- with dropping her off and her daycare is only ten minutes away from us. So just dropping her off and coming home to work. Um, so I get the and she she she's religiously waking up at like seven fifteen. So I get mm-hmm. the chance to like you know shower, take make a coffee for myself, like you know do that routine before going. 
but the first day she goes to daycare obviously she she the whole pandemic obviously the whole year that i've had her she's not seen a lot of kids uh-huh. she hasn't seen a lot of other people it's just been me and daddy so she hasn't seen a lot of people so she's kind of like she gets kind of anxious around people uh-huh. a, lot, a little bit she's so attached to me she doesn't really want to go to anybody else um so the first day was super hard she cried a lot Mm-hmm. And prior to that, she had done, I think, a couple of two hours here and there with her, mm-hmm. with the daycare provider, and she hated it. Oh. First day, oh, she cried so much. Second day, a lot of crying. She, she, third day, she came home with, like, her voice was even gone. <laughs> like, oh, poor girl. Like, oh. She lost her voice. Um, and we only have her in daycare from Monday to Thursday. And mm-hmm. we have her on Friday just to kind of give her a break and just be mm-hmm. home. So the Thursday, I think we went on Thursday. She, she it wasn't that bad. She kind of uh-huh. was like, you know, I know her now. I, I've seen this lady. I've seen the routine that you guys are doing. I'm okay, but I still want to cry. I don't want you to go. Uh-huh. So this week has been much better. Okay. Like, like yesterday, she at least went to the lady like willfully. Oh, that's with- awesome. <laughs> so that's that's better. But she was like whining, like she was just like, ah, like eh, I don't really want to stay. <laughs> so she wasn't crying, but she was uh-huh. whining. Uh-huh. Um, so I think uh, for me, like it was just hard to leave her there to see that. Uh-huh. It was it was really hard just because I was also thinking, is she gonna eat okay? Yeah. She provide the lady provides food. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, is she gonna eat okay? Like just all of that was running through my head constantly as yeah in the drive back home i was like oh man like oh like there was so many times during the week i was like tony does she really need to go to daycare though? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know does she but at the same time like even when we only have her on fridays we see the difference we see yeah. that like we constantly have to like look at her and right now she's she's pulling everything down yeah so she's you have to keep an eye Exactly. She, uh-huh. Everything is going in her mouth and it's fast in her mouth and she swallows it. And you're uh-huh. like, where did the paper go? Uh-huh. So you you're constantly have to like be chasing her and looking after her. So like I get that we have to yes. you know take her to daycare and uh, but so it's been a little challenging trying to get my head wrapped around the fact that she hasn't adjusted completely uh-huh. yet. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm hopeful. Um, the lady's also hopeful, and she's like, "You honestly, we had a a guy, a kid, right before her, right before her, and he was even worse than this. Uh-huh. So if he can get adjusted, she should be yeah. fine." Yeah, yeah. So it gives me a little bit of hope. To, it gives me hope actually, just to just to know that she eventually be okay. Hopefully, you know. Oh yeah. She will, she will. Yeah. I feel like when, and then she's also around other kids too. Like, so she'll learn yeah. to like mm-hmm. playing with them and stuff. Like, every kid, I think kids are interesting because mm-hmm. they, I always say like they like to manipulate us with their tears, right? Because <laughs> they know if you they cry a certain yeah. way, yeah. they'll get what they want. Oh. And <laughs> once they realize, okay, this thing, this cry is not working, they switch it to a different cry. <laughs> And then like, okay, this one also is not working. And then they just like, okay, I just have to figure this out by myself. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes us as parents, we're just like, oh, you know, like even with the sleep training thing. Like I remember when we were sleep training Amaya, like mm-hmm. she she would like octaves, man. Like she would start with like the slower octave. <laughs> and five minutes later, increase her octave. She would go up, 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 and I'm just like. Yo, I'm hurting my child. It's like, no, I'm not hurting her. She's doing that so that I could feel bad, so I could come mm-hmm. and get her. You know. So it's the same concept. Yeah. Like next thing you know, honestly, you'll see that one day you'll take her to daycare. She won't even say bye to you. Like <laughs> she will just. She won't even look like, at you. Guys bore me. Yeah. She would, um, I'm done with you, and I'm <laughs> gonna go with my friends. Uh. And then the guilt will come on where it's like. She doesn't even like me anymore, and I'm her mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's so funny, like that. She'll just be like, 
uh, even as a rouser, I'll be like, school's more fun than home. And I'm oh, like, gosh. man, like, you know, like, what do I have to do? Yeah, that's kind of hurtful. You know what I mean? Like, what what, what do you mean? Like, do you want to be home? It's like, no. I don't want to be home. I want to be at school. And I was like, I have friends at Auntie Rita. is her daycare person. Like, I have friends. I don't have friends here. Nobody's And it's like, what? Okay. You know, every child is different. Like, ah. Matt. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. It's like the yeah. one takeaway that you would say, like, Matt Leaf has taught you about me, per se. Man, oh, uh, what's the one takeaway? Or two, you know, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Just, I think, I think to be kind to myself uh-huh. um, and just to remind myself that. I, I I can only do my best like you know what I mean I um, and not just not to be so hard on myself I think um, having a child changes everything it changes you as a person it changes your marriage it changes um, you know your perspectives it puts things in different perspectives for you you also as I don't know if it was you or somebody else that I was talking to that is like you, you you kind of you're in this constant battle against the younger you mm-hmm. uh, or your younger self. You know the things that you did you went through that you don't necessarily want your child to go through. Mm-hmm. Like you're constantly going against the grain of of what you saw or how you thought. You know how you you perceived life, um, mm-hmm. but not so like what I've learned is just just not to be so hard on myself like you can do your best do your best do your ultimate best and let God do the rest really Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because you can only do so much um, and then the rest has to be picked up by God so just to be kind be kind to yourself don't be so hard on yourself and to all the moms out there y'all doing great man Mm. (laughs) say no joke Mm-mm. Right, so you know, yeah, you know, so yeah, that, that's my biggest takeaway to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with, with me because I'm like, I need to remember all these things so that when this little one comes along, yeah, <laughs> repeating the same because you would think that, like, after your first child, you know, you mm-hmm. think, Yeah, I got this, you know, mm-hmm. um. So the same kind of like uh, thought patterns that you had when you had your first baby, like you, you kind of adjust them for your second child, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was it was pretty much the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really just because like you're going, like every child is different, so it's like you can't you can't use yeah there's certain things that are standard where it's like okay yeah. you know, bath time routine is good to get the baby ready to go to bed all these things but you can't predict what the second child is going to do yeah, just because the second child is very different from the first child mm-hmm. you know so with me Amaya was also jaundiced right so okay. Zara wasn't like Zara was literally the perfect first baby because <laughs> with him I was like I could do this so many times yeah. like this awesome but with Amaya I was like if she was first I wouldn't want to have any more kids yeah you ask yourself you're like uh, 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 can I especially with the sleep deprivation you're like oh, what wow. am I doing to myself by having oh, these babies? yeah Mm-hmm. you know and so like and it's so funny because I think really God gives us amnesia sometimes because we forget the labor pain mm-hmm. <laughs> you forget the pushing mm-hmm. pain you forget mm-hmm. the breastfeeding you forget mm-hmm. all that stuff you're like yeah I want to do it again and yeah. then all you can find yourself in the same trouble all over again <laughs> so like I think yeah. at the end of the day like I, I like talking about these things so like I have to remember I'm like yeah these things are going to happen again 
but yeah. be kind to yourself because it is what it is like it the is. first year of a baby's life is just the most challenging and yeah. my motto was always like just keep the baby alive like literally that's, that's alive. you know like, <laughs> you don't have to be perfect like yeah. have a perfect routine or have yeah. a perfect whatever whatever no or have like, a perfect home or you know thank <laughs> you even better have a perfect home sometimes yeah. people our apartment and it's like they just start helping me clean you know <laughs> it's like they wouldn't even tell me oh can I help they're just like putting stuff away and I'm like fam please go and put stuff away me I'm not even ashamed you I don't have, I'm sitting here breastfeeding all day where am I gonna find time to do dishes thank you for helping me you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. but thank you for sharing that that's so important like just be kind yeah. to you kind to yourself what does that look like for you practically though in terms of being kind to yourself um hmm I think I think for not not bogging myself down mm-hmm. you know so I think there's 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 so many moments for you to be like I'm doing this completely wrong mm-hmm. or to, especially to compare yourself to other moms right uh-huh. um, I think that's such a it's so it's so easy to fall into that that's that place of oh I'm doing it wrong compared to this relative to this mom relative to this parent like you know what I mean uh-huh. how how did they do it when they were this age how, what am I doing wrong like you know what I mean uh-huh. and I, I realize like it's okay to not always want to be around your kids all the time like you know uh-huh. I mean? sometimes it's okay to go out do something else uh-huh. you know if you have the luxury of letting somebody watch your child like let them do that and go get your head in a different headspace like i remember i remember there's there's certain times like i'll put her to sleep and then i'll just tell tony like I'm going to Walmart. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I am leaving. Mm. I, there, there was there was moments that I would just leave her with Tony, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm going out. I'm doing uh-huh. something else. I'm going to go for a walk. Something, you know, just to kind of get yourself out of that headspace where you feel like, oh, I'm doing this all wrong. Oh, somebody else, somebody is doing it better than I am. How's this? Because you don't know what that mother is also going through. Uh-huh. Whatever looks glamorous to you, it may be the good side, the, the side that they they are struggling. That is, yeah, they're struggling, or they're struggling with something else. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So just, just don't. Whenever the, the mindset of oh, I'm gonna compare myself to somebody else, or I'm gonna do it certain way because that's how I feel like it should be. <clears throat> really, just get yourself out of that place because. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for you because then then you just be, you just be, you feel miserable. You really right. just feel miserable thinking that you you're doing something wrong. Uh, you know, like get off Google. And as, as I speak, I speak to myself. <laughs> get off Google. Google will tell you your child is dying. Oh, <laughs> or Google will tell you your child has some form of particular cancer that is very rare. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God! Just be kind to yourself. <laughs> that was really awesome. Thank you so much, Lynette, um, for yeah. sharing with us. Um, to all those people that are trying to, you know, have a baby. These are just realistic things to look at, but mm-hmm. they're beautiful. They're a blessing. They're wonderful. They're oh my goodness. They're life changing. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, I was sharing with, I think it was Edra, I was saying, you know, when God asks us to be like children, you know, like when you look at what, what, a, what a child is like, like, you know, sometimes like our children will see like a flower and they're like, it's a flower. And they're so excited. They're so excited. They're so happy. Like they're just living in the moment. Oh, innocent. You know, yeah. They're innocent. They're, and they're pure in the sense that when they're yeah. Know that they're upset they're not playing around when they're yeah. really happy you know that they're not they're not met like they're not yeah stuff up like they're just pure mm-hmm. just pure joy to be yeah. around yeah. you know so yeah we talk about some of the challenges but then there's also the blessings and that's why probably yeah. parents have one two three four five children yeah. <laughs> because yes. 
and they get to relive that experience with every single child afterwards like they get to relive the joy of you know seeing the child it's so beautiful amazing it's amazing yeah especially it's also to just see them grow oh my goodness to see them grow right before your eyes like you put mm-hmm. them to sleep one day wake up and you're like you have changed <laughs> <laughs> what happened did you just yeah. stretch in the night like you know yeah it's yeah. just a beautiful thing just to see them develop and just uh-huh. to see them like you said the joy uh-huh. that they have and it's a beautiful beautiful journey so like yes yeah. there are wonderful challenges but there's also wonderful wonderful things that you know we should talk about as well yeah yeah yeah. all right folks that's it for today and Mm -hmm. thank you for following along until next time bye Bye -bye.